Welcome to the CFC Jacks Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast. Well, good morning. Thanks for joining us for Q&A. We're so excited you're here this morning. Excited to have Jonathan with us. Um, So as usual, the number's up on the screen. So if you have questions from the message this morning, we would encourage you to text them in. Um, And Jonathan would love to answer them. Yes. We'll have a conversation. Or Doug next week. Or Doug. <laughs> <laughs> we'll email him to Doug later. That's right. Um, so really encouraged and challenged. I thought it was really unique to step out of Nehemiah mm-hmm. and to change this to send someone else. Right. I I mean, I can identify with that. Mm-hmm. Like once I heard the title, I was like, ooh, I've been there. That's mm-hmm. totally me. And we can all think about the circumstances where yeah. we've wanted to say, please right. send someone else. Mm-hmm. And that's tricky. And so when you gave the examples about um, – our family serving, loving one another, encouraging mm-hmm. others. I mean, I've thought about situations like in my old workplace where yeah. I knew I was the only believer in oh, wow. the department, and that was yeah. overwhelming to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but putting pressure on myself when it wasn't my work mm-hmm. to do, the right. Lord enabled me to do that. Mm-hmm. But there was many times where I felt I just clammed up, where I was right. like, nope, I'm not good enough. I don't right. have the ability to do this. Do you have an example of a send someone else? At your previous work where you're like, I don't want to do this? Um, gosh, it's hard. I'm, I'm not thinking <laughs> of a specific one okay. um, at the moment. I'm trying to think. But I remember different, just different situations where yeah. it was fear. Like, I right. don't like conflict. Right. So I didn't want to be... You want to offend anybody. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to offend mm-hmm. someone, didn't want to um, challenge or create waves like in a department. Right. Um, so there were many times I yeah. think I... Shrunk back, but I'm not thinking of one specifically. Yeah, and that can be hard because, like, if, if especially if you're only, the only believer and you're like, "Oh, I want to share the gospel," it's like, well, unbelievers may not respond well to that. Yeah. And as I as I was preparing this message, I talked with a few of our high school students, and that's kind of maybe like their "what if" is like, um, "What if I share the gospel, but then I burn bridges?" Like a student yeah. a student said that to me recently. They work. Uh, where they work, their their coworker is clearly not a believer, but they want to engage them in a spiritual conversation. But it's like, what if I do? But then it burns bridges. Now I'm in a situation where we're working side by side. So what does yeah. that what does that look like? Um, so yeah, that can be that can be hard oh, for sure. Well, I want to ask what your response was, but if you want to pull your mic up, we got to oh. know just to pull it up a little bit. Yes. Cool. Yeah, perfect. perfect. So what All was right. your response to them, or what was your encouragement to that to that yeah. student? Uh, well, to this particular high school student, I said. Um, what are they? Yeah, I, I said, I said it's not wrong to share the gospel. I mean, if if, if the Lord is putting that on your heart, I think there's a way uh, for you to go. Okay, I want to build a relationship with them, right. and I want to get to know them. I want to be interested in what they're interested in. Um, but I was like, if you're afraid that if I talk about Jesus, it will burn bridges, I was like, if they, um, I was like, at some point, I mean, they may they may be offended by that. But I was like, what I think the thing that I went back to is. What is what is your responsibility? And your responsibility is to to talk about the Lord, and then how they respond. The Lord is in, in charge mm-hmm. of that. Um, so, of course, like I I think we walk through some things not to do. Don't don't be rude. Um, but I wouldn't fear an outcome that may not happen. So, That's true. Yeah. That's I true. Yeah. I do remember I had a. Um of course, things start coming back now. Um, a, a coworker I really wanted to invite when we were hosting Power Up Clubs mm-hmm. um, one year, and I, I was like, I don't know if they'll accept. What if it makes it awkward? I know right. they don't go to church or have a 
faith background. Right. And I invited them, and they just kindly said no, they wouldn't be able to make so it. So it wasn't and that was awkward it. at all. It wasn't awkward, right. and I texted it to them. It's not like it was in person, but oh, which is um, much easier. <laughs> which is much easier. Yeah. Not always the best, but in this situation, you know, texted them the invite, and they declined. Mm-hmm. But it did not impact our relationship, right? As a friend or as yeah. a coworker, and it was fine. So no, people good. can. In most cases, I think people will kindly decline right. <laughs> or disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I get the that tension there mm-hmm. and being uncomfortable. So right. I get that. I think yeah. I can identify a little bit with Moses. I think I would have been the person who was like, really? Mm-hmm. Me? Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, it's easy to have who – I mean, I could have – there's so many who am I excuses that we could we could go to. I was trying to think of one that I may have said Thursday night that I didn't say this morning, but there isn't one that's coming to mind. Oh, like who am, well, this is different than sharing the gospel, but who am I? I think I said this, who am I to bear another person's burdens if mm. I have my own burdens to bear? Yeah. So that's, that's a different direction, not in gospel sharing. But anyways, there's, there's lots of, lots of who there's am I. There's so many applications yeah, yeah. there. Um, question here. So the text says, uh, God's anger burned against mm-hmm. Moses after he gave multiple excuses. What could God's anger look like today when we make excuses? Is that discipline or correction? Yeah, no, great question. So I think as as someone was helping me uh, earlier, obviously God's uh, wrath was poured out on Jesus in my place. You know, that's why I love to sing the song, In My Place Condemned He Stood. So Absolutely. Uh, he has paid for my sins, so his wrath uh, will not be poured out on me because uh, I've been forgiven, I'm justified, righteous before him. Um, so no to that part of the question. But the other part of the question, does the Lord discipline me? Um Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm grateful for a conversation that I had with a student who understands Hebrews 12 is true, that the Lord does uh, mm. discipline us. So, um, but what, what that exactly might look like, I, I don't know. Like I, as I was thinking about the question, as I'm processing now, uh, so many things running through my mind, but I'm um, thinking through it back to Eden, North Carolina in that interview. If I didn't go and said, no, uh, I'm not going to move here when I really did think the Lord was leading me there. Uh, to move there to be the Bible teacher, mm. how might his what what would his discipline have looked like? And I'm not quite sure. I know that I have a I have a great answer uh, there, but I yeah I think if if the Lord is calling us to a work and we're pulling a Moses and excuse after excuse and a self focus of a self focus and not focus on Him, I, I think there is discipline. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of drawing a blank of what that would look like. So. And it may look different um, yeah. in different scenarios. A, a situation comes to mind where um, it back in my old workplace, um, it had been a very difficult meeting, a very difficult, very tentious or mm-hmm. tense situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way someone else was speaking to and treating me was terrible. Mm-hmm. But yet I rebuttaled in an equally bad way, in a negative way that was not honoring to the Lord. And mm-hmm. I was so frustrated. I left and I'm in a, with an angry, bitter heart that day. And I knew the Holy Spirit was prompting me to turn around and seek forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I walked to my car. Uh, so and I got it. in my car and I drove home. Yeah. And I was so unsettled. I didn't sleep well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was overwhelming. I knew I was in disobedience to that. And I'm grateful that that's what it was, is that unsettling mm-hmm. as far as the discipline. But the next morning, it was the first thing I knew I had to take care of. Oh, that's good. But I still made that choice. Mm-hmm. And I wish I would not have, because who knows what conversations could have come from that that could have been a gospel opportunity that right. didn't happen the next day. Mm-hmm. So I wish I would have done that. Um, that was just one that popped in my mind where whether or not 
that was disciplined that I didn't sleep well. I mean, right. it could have been. Or being un- unsettled or. Yeah, yeah. I was very unsettled, didn't sleep well until yeah. that was corrected and taken care of. Yeah. Um, that was just one yeah. that popped in my mind. Yeah. So maybe is the discipline Lord of the Lord like a heaviness of, uh, I think about maybe Psalm 32, that when I, um, when I was being disobedient, there was a heaviness on me. But when I confessed my sin to the Lord, you know, he, uh, that heaviness was removed. I think I'm thinking of Psalm 32, but. Yeah, so maybe maybe that's what it would look like. So, but it was one of those moments where I was like, I don't want to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> like that yeah. was not fun. Um, right. It just it was very challenging, and mm-hmm. you definitely felt that um, that wedge in mm-hmm. that relationship with the Lord because I knew I was in blatant disobedience right. at that point. And mm-hmm. then the change and the Lord's grace, experiencing His grace um, through that, was really powerful mm. to experience. Well, it's cool to hear the other side of that, of his grace. Yeah, sure. um, someone did ask, so you shared the story, the statement your dad always shared about mm-hmm. the speaker from CIU, and they mm-hmm. asked if you could repeat that. Yep. Um, yeah, I should have it memorized because my my dad has said it to me so much. In fact, Friday when I was driving with my dad in the car, he repeated these statements to me. That's awesome. Um, so I've heard them a lot. I'm trying to memorize them, but I, I won't try to quote them. But uh, So the four statements are... Uh, I can't, but he can, and then I am in him, and he is in me. I am not, but he is, and I am in him, and he is in me. I don't want to, but he wants to, and I am in him, and he is in me. I didn't, but he did, because I am in him, and then he is in me. Um, so, yeah, these are, I love these statements. I think it goes so much with what Doug teaches on so often, that, mm-hmm. especially the last part, I am in him, and he is in me. Uh, I wrote this in my notes, and I didn't get a chance to say this, but I wanted to say, right after that, coming out of that story that we agree with Jesus that apart from him, we can do nothing. Um, and by the way, I, um, I know you're not asking this, whoever asked this question, there's so much I could say to spin off of or come off of this, but I was grateful how uh, Matt picked the song that fits so well with this, that, um, how it's the song. I think the song is I Am His. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? It was like yep. the third song that we sang. Yeah, third or fourth song that uh, even in the deepest hurt, he's working for good. Um that I have all that I am, all that I have, and he, I, all that I have, I, I have in Him. So, yeah, those are the four statements. Um, when I was with my dad Friday, uh, my dad reminded me that Dick Woodward would also. I think I don't know which one of these statements, but that he would say, and maybe it was, "I don't want to, but he wants to." And then he can remember Dick Woodward saying, "And he loves me." And so the fact, the emphasis of "I am in Him, and He is in me, and He loves me" was a was a huge encouragement to. To my dad, and um, and my I mean my dad's like sixty seven, and I think he heard that he must have been in his twenties. So that was a long, long time ago, and those truths have greatly impacted my dad into the season he's in now. And as a result of impacting impacting him, he has said these to us to my five brothers and I so many times. So, yep, that's a really I'm going to memorize them. Maybe you can memorize them too. There we go. Yeah. Well, we'll all memorize them. It's like the new carfish. <laughs> we can all memorize That's it. right. Can you still say carfish? You don't have to say it now. I won't put you on the spot. I think I might be able to, but we'll go. <laughs> yeah, we can move on. It was a good memory. It helps. Um, but what I really also like about the statement, um, I think it says, I don't want to, but he mm. wants to. Is that what it says? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to, but he wants to, and I am in him and he is in me. And so that reminder, I remember someone saying it might've been like on a high school or college retreat, like, I want to want to want to. Like, mm-hmm. I know the Lord wants me to do that. I don't want to. That acknowledgement. Yeah. Because um, the Lord can change our heart. Yeah. And, we, and I don't think we have to be afraid to admit, like, I don't want mm-hmm. to. That's hard. Just like you were talking right. about teaching. I don't want to be right. in that school. But yeah. that's where the Lord has me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't want to answer questions on QA, but <laughs> but that's where you are right now. <laughs> that's right. But it's yeah, this is what I'm committed to, and so I'm going to do it, <laughs> and I'm going to do it. And he uh, he gives me what I need. He provides words. He provides answers. So absolutely, yeah. he does. Yes. Um, so we have one more question that's come in. Um, do you think Moses really was not eloquent or just unwilling? If the excuse, wait, if the excuse is true, is it legitimate? So I think there's kind of two questions there. Do you think Moses was really not eloquent, or was he just unwilling? So maybe was he actually a good speaker, but he was unwilling? And then if the excuse is true, is it legitimate? So I almost think you could flip that. Is an excuse legitimate? Is there ever a, a legitimate excuse? Um, so first part of the question, uh, was he really not a good speaker? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think he really came to that conclusion. Some people have said that Moses might have meant that um, he didn't know the Egyptian language mm. well anymore. Um, and, and so, uh, point is, I think commentaries think different things, but I think they all come to the same conclusion that Moses really didn't think he could speak well. So yeah, I, I don't, and I don't think he's being humble, like, oh, I'm just not that. No, I don't, I, I really think he didn't think he could speak well. And then, so the second part of the question, is there ever a good excuse? Yeah, they phrased as, if the excuse is true, is it legitimate? Um, yeah, I don't, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have great thoughts to that. I don't, um, um, like maybe to go back to y'all's Q and A last week, if a person is being called to the work of serving, but they are like, but the season of life is hard. I think that that's a legitimate, not excuse, but that's a legitimate reason to maybe serve at a different pace or to serve at a different in place. In a different way, but yeah. not to not do it. Right. Yeah. Because what did Doug say last week? Like, it doesn't mean just take off months from not serving. Right. And I think you brought up with Doug that maybe serving is like you could serve in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, anything you would add? I don't know if I'm really answering the um, question. Is there ever a legitimate excuse? When I think of an excuse, I think of yeah. trying to convince yourself uh, of a reason why you can't do something. Um, that may be wrong in, mm-hmm. in my understanding, but I think of that where I can create a lot of excuses right. or reasons as to why I think I can't do something, mm-hmm. even if I know the Lord's calling me to do it. And so right. then I've got to identify Regardless, if I'm not good at speech, the Lord can still use me. So, like, I can still serve, right. you know, or I may not have uh, – I used an example about teaching. Like, I've never taught right. before. Yeah, but you taught in high school. But I did it. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's a reason. It's true. But that doesn't mean it has to stop me or doesn't preclude me from doing what the Lord has called me to right. do. So Moses just it may not have been eloquent of speech, but the Lord's like, I, I, can, I got this. Yeah, I, I I'm going to speak for you. Yeah, I can put words in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the yeah the problem with the excuse is if I if at the end of the day I I'm still left thinking about me, yeah. and that's what I love about Dick Woodward's statements is there is an acknowledgement of yeah I can't do this, or as as Doug has said so often I am impossibly weak. That's, yeah. yeah, I am weak. True story. Okay, yeah. but but the sentence goes on. I am impossibly weak, but the only way that I can be strong is by being strengthened, and then he's the only one that can do that. So. In the midst of me wrestling with a insecurity or an excuse, I want to acknowledge it, but then I want to finish the sentence and keep speaking. Mm-hmm. I want to transition from, okay, this is how I feel about myself, oh, me, to what is true. Um, so I want to I want to speak to my fear and preach to my doubt. So Yeah, and that's a powerful line. It really yeah. is focusing back on 
what is true, on thinking what is true in this situation and taking things that aren't true captive. Because right. if, you know, yeah. I don't teach, I've never taught before, okay, then I should it, never teach. Yeah, but is and it I'm true never you've never try. taught? Like you, you, at that point, you had never taught before. I never taught high schoolers. Like right. I taught little kids. <laughs> right. And that's a, in my mind, I'm like, that's totally yeah. different. Yeah. And so I had never taught. Right. And so that was overwhelming to me. But um, the Lord provided what I needed to be able to right. do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, it, and I enjoyed it, and it was it was definitely a stretching for me. Mm-hmm. So it's good. So the Lord can use us, and it is cool when you have those experiences, and those are the ones that you write down and remember when the Lord provides, and you pray for His mm-hmm. provision, or you step out in His strength and in your weakness, and you see the Lord provide in that. Write it down. Right. I know oh, you good. love journaling. Yes, like yeah. write it down because that's yeah. something to look back on. Yeah. And go, he yes. was faithful in that, yes. and he will be faithful again. Yeah. No, that's so good. I'm glad you said that because with the journal, like the fact that I was able to recall the story this morning about going to Eden, North Carolina, is because I have a blue journal. It's my 2013 journal, and I keep it up in our at our in our room, and that I I'm constantly well, not constantly, but I'm referring back to that journal because it reminds me, this is how I felt about myself. This is what I was wrestling with. But then this is how God showed himself to be faithful. So yeah, second, I want, I want the Bible, but second to the Bible, a good journal is a written record of God's faithfulness in, mm-hmm. in my life and in Allison's life and our kids. So yeah, no, thanks for bringing that up. That's good. It really is encouraging mm-hmm. um, to go back and read that. Yeah. Well, this was super encouraging. Yeah, we're out of time. Um, okay. and so this yes. was a great conversation. I yeah. really yeah. appreciate you teaching this morning and appreciate you guys for joining us. Great questions and hope you have a wonderful and safe 4th of July. Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com. Thanks for listening.